RecruitersLiveLounge.com, Episode 8. Firefish is a predictive recruitment sales and marketing platform that helps recruitment agencies like yours attract, engage, and place more candidates with your clients. Go to firefishsoftware.com forward slash rec live lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Recruiters where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on our planet. And I'm really excited in that today's guest is Mr. Alex Raubacek. And Alex works, uh, he's the principal at a company called Claremont Board Management. I've known Alex a number of years. He's worked in the recruitment industry for over 20 years. Um, building companies, selling companies, been involved in mergers and acquisitions, and Claremont Board Management, that's their business now. Um, on top of that, if Alex found time to be the deputy mayor of one of London's largest local authorities, that's Wandsworth Council. Um, Alex, how's it going? Very good, very good. It's very good to see you again. Thank you, Alex. And listen, tell us a bit more about yourself and also what you guys do at Claremont Board Management. Okay, so I mean, I have been in recruitment for, as you say, about 20 years. Um, and in one form or another, I uh, most of that time was working within a specialist marketing and HR recruitment business, which we took to sell in 2008. We were very lucky with the timing of that. Um, and then moved across over into uh, 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 private equity environments. Um, I then, as you rightly say, got involved in in, um, uh, in the public sector uh, for uh, Wandsworth Borough Council, um, but then really um, had a, a good and strong taste within the private equity industry and uh, and worked for Hamilton Bradshaw, and I, I was an investment director there, um, looking at sourcing uh, recruitment businesses, looking at ex- uh, bringing individuals to co-invest within some of the portfolio businesses, and then that has led me, as, as you rightly say, to... Uh, to look to initiate my own consultancy, which is a board advisory, uh, but M&A advisory business for uh, predominantly recruitment businesses um, that are looking to buy and those that are looking to sell. Um, and we also look to uh, provide funding for those that are looking to initiate in recruitment. So there's a kind of an operational as much as a strategic um, uh, component to uh, what I'm involved in uh, at the moment. But all uh, the common thread is, is undoubtedly uh, recruitment. And that's brilliant, Alex. Listen, I'm really, really pleased that you've agreed to be part of the show today. Um, Alex, I want to get into this, uh, these, these questions with you. These are questions that I've wanted to ask you uh, for all the time that I've known you, and for whatever reason, never got round to it. Are, are you ready for me to uh, kick off my questions? Alex? I am indeed. Okay. Um, Alex, there was a slight delay there, and that's fine. I can edit out that piece. Have, have we got a yep. time lag? You can hear me now. I can now. Yes, there was a time lag, and then and uh, so it, was, it sounded all perfect, but the visual was was uh, was not aligned. So okay, is my um, are my lips syncing now with with what I'm yes, saying? Yes, they are. The audio. Okay, yes, perfect. Are, yeah. So look, yep. we'll start with the questions, <clears throat> and we'll edit that piece. So Alex, I'd like to take our, our listeners, our viewers on your journey. But before we do, I'd like to start off with your favorite success quote. What is it? 
and there are many quotes, and, and one can look at anything from Oscar Wilde to Benny Hill, and, and uh, so I've got to be quite careful as to which one is obviously the most relevant, and, and, uh, and so I, clearly I have thought about that very, very carefully. Um, uh, but it's a quote from Margaret Thatcher. It is, uh, you may have to fight a battle uh, more than once in order to win. And it's a, a variation, really, on, on other quotes in terms of, you know, winning battles and you don't always win the battle in order to, 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 to win the war, etc. But uh, I think in terms of my application of that to business and indeed anything else, personal and professional, uh, it uh, is something that uh, I think holds well and, uh, and something I, uh, I believe very much as a truism. Um, I'll tell you an interesting story, actually, about um, the late Baroness Thatcher. Um, I, uh, Alex, I'm not sure if I've ever sh shared this with you, but at, at one stage, um, a family member uh, had a, a hair salon in Kensington, in, in South Kensington, and uh, I popped in there to say hello to him, etc. And as I walked into the salon, I bumped into two of the largest people stood in front of me. I couldn't believe it. These guys were like just huge. And I, I bumped into them and they, they were a bit awkward. I was definitely very awkward. But as they parted, Baroness Thatcher was, uh, the late Baroness Thatcher was behind them. Uh, you know, elderly lady, but um, still impressive. Yeah, yeah. And actually hair salons are, it's been a long time since I've been in a hair salon personally. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I can certainly relate to, uh, to her, I suppose. So yes, definitely. Listen, thank you for sharing, uh, sharing her quote. Um, Alex, at Recruiters Live Lounge, we know that um, behind every successful person, there's generally that, 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 that we've faced some kind of adversity or, or failure. What's the biggest failure that you've experienced in recruitment? I think, I mean, I think recruitment, which is, a, again, a fundamental kind of sales uh, element under, underlining it, there are always lots of mini, mini uh, failures that, also, that build up the great successes that, that happen later on. And, uh, uh, but I do think that there is certainly, from my side, something that I would, I would hold out as, as defining and one that would, has been imprinted for me. And that is um, working to build up a, a, a business, which I did, which was a business called Autus, which was an interim management, uh, an HR recruitment business. Uh, as part of EMR, and uh, we developed an HR uh, function which became remarkably successful, and it was successful as always with recruitment. Um, you know, as a result of the individuals within the business um, uh, being highly successful and highly, highly productive. And and what happened, um, uh, which was a failure, I, I, I would I would certainly agree uh, and accept, is the fact that over a period of time, that department. Uh, which was a great success. Suddenly, overnight, the lead individual left. That lead individual left, and uh, not only did he leave, then then uh, another person left, and then, and then about four or five people left. Right. Um, you know, it, it happens. It was a failure, I suppose, in the sense that you know one hadn't preempted that that loss. It was a, a loss because it, it was a loss in terms of the financial side. It was a loss in terms of the the, the, the kind of the on the personal level. Sure. Um, but it was a, a, a loss that one learns from, and I think I definitely did learn from it um, uh, in, in, in ensuring that you know continuity is there, and, and um, that you don't always lose. You know, you, you always make sure that you, you keep what the best that you have. And uh, uh, but it was definitely a failure, I think, not to have seen that happening um, uh, until it actually happened. Alex, what what was the outcome there? What steps did you take immediately after those people had departed, and and, and what was the uh, what was the outcome in the end? 
I think well, the people left, so so that that was you know, there was no there was certainly a kind of a form of engagement to see if there's anything one can do. Sure. Um, uh, when that became apparent that, that one wasn't able to, to to do anything with that, then um, then it was a kind of a damage limitation of ensuring that the clients were looked after, that the redeployment of the right individual was carefully positioned into the as a replacement, and sure. and that's easy to 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 have. Potentially, have got the wrong person as a knee jerk just to put anybody, you know, that just to fill the gap. And and we were very careful not to to, to consider the replacement very heavily. But it did have an impact, and so we were ensuring that there was a mitigation of issues from a client perspective, so that that was seamless yeah. from a, from an external perspective, but also on an internal perspective uh, of the ship itself, and and trying to maintain stability um, and uh, and also rationalise it for people. I mean, people don't stay in jobs forever, so there was a kind of a, a natural element to to all of that. Um, painful as it was at that particular point in time. Interestingly enough, it made it made us it made it more successful later on, but there was a blip before it became even more successful and. Uh, you know, it was a natural part of the the evolution. I suspect. Was that the business that you sold, Alex? Uh, yes, it was. That, went on that, was to part, sell. Part, that was part of the business that went on to Fantastic. be sold. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Alex. I'd I, like again continuing on your journey. Eureka moment. When was that moment for you that the light bulb went off and uh, everything fell into place? I'd like you to take us to that moment and and, and give us any takeaways, any lessons that you learned from that Eureka moment. So I, I as, as we said, I've been in recruitment for, for many years and uh, had been and was very successful um, uh, in a successful time of the economy um, uh, in permanent recruitment, uh, mid-level permanent recruitment specialist. And uh, uh, one was riding this wave, uh, both in terms of revenue for the business, but also bonuses. There was great stability. Uh, but I got itchy feet and uh, felt that I wanted to, to look to do something. And I had a fork in, in the road, really, as to, to continue to do that. Um, and this is a, person, you know, it's a personal kind of uh, uh, road. You know, do I continue doing that and, 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 and ascend in, the, in that conventional way? Or look to take a, a, a risk and, and go into something slightly different? And, uh, uh, and uh, what would that be? And, and I, I looked and thought very hard, spoke to a number of colleagues, and we... And I kind of came to the conclusion that interim management, uh, which is something I knew nothing about, was something that one could look at that was be economically durable if markets change, uh, that was high growth, it was coming over from the States, um, you know, it was quite prolific in the States, sure. um, and could cross all sorts of different areas and boundaries. So the eureka moment for me was to realize that a, a kind of related recruitment initiative, but was something that was outside of my, my comfort zone. Um, was something to to be done, and I did, and I and I um, I kind of you know put two feet in, in into this hole um, uh, with my arms outside of it, uh, and uh, gave up my team and bonuses etc. And um, and was in a room with a computer um, uh, and a and a uh, you know uh, obviously the backing of of, of the of the kind of the the, the lead guy of, of, of EMR, and sure. uh, and that was a success. It became a success. If I hadn't, and it was painful. But it was, but you know, to get up to, from from the early days. But it was a, a success, and I think that was a eureka moment for me, which enabled me to think: well, if you really believe in something, then you do need to take the risk, um, and you need to go with it. But then you need to believe in yourself, and I think it was the believing in myself that that, that was that was my eureka moment, I suppose, on a, on a personal journey, um, uh, that that uh, as I said, led to um, to to other things for me. And you know something, Alex, that's a great story. I, um, 
I often talk to people about uh, people that get complacent or comfortable in whatever that they're doing. Um, in order to grow as people, we've, we've kind of got to put up fresh new challenges. We've got to learn something new. Otherwise, people end up plateauing. So the fact that you were doing very well in your perm recruitment business and, and okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I can either carry on doing that, get paid and you know enjoy a comfortable life, or I can interrupt that pattern. I can scratch it up and give myself a brand new scary uh mountain to climb you know I, I'm, I'm always advocating people trying to do that it keeps the learning fresh it means that we grow as people and and as you've demonstrated you know can can lead to much much greater success so thank you for sharing that story with us um alex what do you do to in, in your current role what do you do day to day to help drive the standards of our industry I think, I mean, the standards of the industry is, is a, it's an industry which has grown and grown exponentially over many years. And sure. certainly in the UK, I mean, it's a very saturated, uh, I wouldn't say overbroke, but it's certainly broked, uh, brokered uh, uh, industry um, with a lot of very, very uh, strong and good but highly competitive uh, recruiters. And, and um, but the, the, uh, the spectrum is wise of the, from the good to, mm. to, to the bad. Mm. And, of course, in a service-related industry, it, it is very much all about everyone saying, you know, this is the best, we are the best, and we are the most honest, and we're the most straight, and, and it's on the web pages, and, and etc. Sure. But, the, but the real proof is in the deliverables, and, and um, you know, how do you differentiate is from the, the true deliverables of, of your product or proposition. So, and that does boil down into being as honest as possible and as direct as possible. And I think that, that um, it can be difficult, certainly, for, for people actually outside the recruitment industry Sometimes, probably to, to actually understand, you know, uh, and see through the fluff and the wool and the hype uh, around uh, uh, recruiters, and and, uh, and and the only way around it really is to is to those deliverables. So I would say, what do I do on my on a day to day basis? Is just be as honest and direct, and uh, you know, there is no hype, there is no fluff. It, it is what you see is what you get. It is what it is, and and, and I think. Um, you know that 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 is as much as one can do, and so you know I'm in a very much an advisory capacity when I talk to recruiters, um, when I talk to those that engage with recruiters that fund uh, various startups, uh, and um, it is better to be conservative than it is to kind of over overdo it. Um, uh, but it is based as boring as it may sound, you know, um, it is just to be as direct and as honest because if you're not. It, it will catch up with you, and um, quicker than anything, it will do that in, in recruitment. So I do that as much as I can, as be as direct as possible, um, uh, uh, in 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 all senses. And and look, Alex, as somebody that that knows you and has known you for a number of years, I would echo that. It's like you know, for our viewers and listeners, um, I really admire people who. Um, who have values and, and ethics, but actually they reflect those in the way they conduct themselves personally. And, you know, I've got to say, the thing about Alex is what you see is what you get. It's transparent, ethical and honest. And, and I think that, that, you know, those are values that uh, people in our industry would do well to, uh, to try and emulate. So thank you for that, Alex. Um, Alex, look, I'm going to, continuing on the journey, your time in recruitment, 20 years, the work that you've done with private equity firms and your work within m and um, I'm really keen for you to look into your crystal ball uh, for a second and tell us how you think the recruitment industry or profession is going to develop over the next three to five years. 
I mean, it is unbelievably technology-based, and you know, we talk about accessibility and speed of, of, of access to market and speed to market. Mm. Um, but that connectivity, which is what recruitment is actually ultimately about, uh, has changed so much, as we all know, over the last few years. LinkedIn, as, as everyone knows, has enabled, you know, and again, a whole cottage industry, a whole kind of fractionalization of, 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 the, of the recruitment industry in one form or another. And it's been fantastic to, to watch. That is absolutely in all service industries uh, right across the globe, something that is going to, to uh, evolve at a far, far, far faster pace. Mm. And, and, and recruitment, you know, will, will, you know, the automation side of things, um, the algorithms that exist with, in terms of being able to connect up with individuals, um, I think will potentially have an impact on the human intervention side mm. uh, in terms of how it's configured. But I always do believe that there will definitely need to be a human element to recruitment. Um, and I know, appreciate we're you know we're obviously engaging now over 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 Skype, sure. and uh, you know. Um, uh, although we could be holograms, I don't know. But, but, you know, we're, 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 but there, there, there is, there is. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, we're using technology at the moment. I think that is uh, again a step forward to where it was before. Sure. Um, but now, you know, um, you know, when one is looking to try and sift uh, and vet for mid-level positions, yeah. there is no doubt about it that levels of automation will enable that to happen. And, and there's interesting reports at the moment, you know, which have been documented recently in, 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 the, in the press, etc., of the various jobs in this country which are all going to be at risk over the next 15, 20 years um, as a direct result of artificial intelligence right. or, or as a result of technology advancements. Um, now that means at risk for those particular roles doesn't mean that there are other positions that are going to, 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 to arise. Because and the yeah. one beautiful thing about recruitment is adaptability. So I think recruitment is going to increase. I think the industry will advance and increase, become even more prolific uh, by virtue of the technical uh, advancements that will allow it to happen. And that will purely be through elements of automation dovetailed with human intervention. I love that uh, point that you made there, Alex, about the recruitment industry's adaptability. I remember um, speaking to somebody years ago, and, and uh, he was uh, a stalwart in, our, in, in, in my particular niche. He'd worked in the industry for 40 years, so one of the first people to work in recruitment in this country. And um, I was asking him how he'd seen things change over, you know, his his forty years in recruitment, and he explained to me that he had a job brief uh, taken once. Um, his business was international. Job brief taken once, where the job brief had to be sent by boat. So it wasn't even. I don't know what it was as a project or whatever. The job brief had to come to him, uh, you know, via via the sea, uh, in order for him to uh, get working. I don't know how he got candidates back to them, but yeah. um, well, I'll yeah. tell you. I, I, but I found that really fascinating. And actually, I remember, and I, I certainly wouldn't advocate doing this kind of thing now. But but I remember when I when when Autos first started, and we wanted to get in front. And then there was an email. We tried to get in front of a client, and it I think it was. I think it may have been Harry Darnick with um, uh, uh, Red Bull, and sure. uh, uh, and so we biked over madness, really, 
biked over a, uh, in fact, I got a can of Red Bull, cut it open, which was dangerous, so probably health and safety was, was, was at risk, there, but cut it open, rolled, scrolled a CV inside the can of Red Bull, Excellent. biked it over to, to uh, Harry Darling, and, uh, and, and, and in it was, you know, um, you know, this candidate is very keen to get inside your brand, because it was a candidate inside, inside a very dangerous can of, of, of you know, Red Jagged Bull. Jagged edges. And they did reply back straight away to say that this was a, a mildly dangerous <laughs> um, uh, uh, and, and please never do this again, and, and please don't don't do it. But they would like to see the candidate. So, oh. so, so I always remember that. But you see, that that's the kind of that's the kind of the snail mail approach as opposed to an online, you know, email. You probably wouldn't be able to do it anymore. But uh, anyway, brilliant story, Alex. What I love about that is that you did get the interview in the end as well. Um, Alex, listen, I'm really keen to get you into the lightning round of questions. Lightning round. Okay, listen, let's kick off with the first one. Um, Alex, what's the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? I think, I mean, we kind of touched on this also in terms of recruitment. I think it's adaptability, I think it's originality, and I think it's quality. And I think those three things, if you don't have them, um, uh, will, will hold you back. And definitely, you know, we've seen over the years people that haven't adapted, they haven't kept up to date with technology. These are people that have had to move on from our industry and, and, and businesses, you know, not, not been as successful. Um, Alex, what's the best piece of advice, business or recruitment advice you've ever been given? I think, I mean, again, there's been a lot of advice and, and, and the advice actually at the time you think is not very good actually turns out in retrospect to have been very good. So there's a kind of time delay um, with, with some of these things that so you don't realize at the time. Um, uh, but I suppose the best bit of advice has been um, just do it. And you know, a lot of people talk about it and you can have the best ideas, um, but if you don't do it, then you might as well not have had the idea in the first place. And so that actually has been the best advice for me. Um, it's that thing, isn't it, Alex, that, um, you know, I know I've been guilty of this myself in the past, that you want it to be so perfect that actually you don't do it. You know, it's like you almost, you, you overanalyze it and you become paralyzed as a result of overanalyzing and you don't get done. Your yeah. advice is just get it done, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Just get it yep. done. Okay. Yep. Um, Alex, is there um, a, a piece of software or a resource or a hack or an app that you use personally or in your business that makes your life easier? What would that, what would that be for you? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to come with anything original here because I know, you, you know we're going to come up with kind of Quark 646, <laughs> which is the, the best thing ever to, to be able to get your food and recruit candidates. And I, don't, I, mean, I can't give you anything, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, I, I, and again, we've been talking about uh, technology being the key thing. I mean, I don't have any kind of great... What I do believe, though, is the CRM functions are actually very important. And, and, and that is actually in all, again, all, all service sales and, and, you know, related uh, industries uh, and recruitment, definitely. Um, you know, and, and, and businesses that I've found um, have been of great use um, from my perspective have been the likes of Bullhorn. I mean, you know, I know that's a boring one again in the sense of you know, everyone probably knows it, but it's been very good. I've been, I found it very useful and, and uh, um, it's never really uh, been uh, uh, failed. Um, but I mean, to give you kind of apps, etc. I don't, I don't, I, it would be wrong of me to suddenly um, give you an answer. Otherwise, I, otherwise I would have been Googling something and just to come up with, with an idea. And, and, I, and I, you know, uh, those, those ones that are evolving as we speak uh, are customizing themselves 
based around what others are, are telling them to do in the industry, I have a lot of time for, as opposed yeah. to having a business that customizes it to such an extent. And I say that because when I was at EMR, we spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on, 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 uh, on developing Adapt. You know, and it was fantastic, but it cost us a lot of money to do it. And um, you know, uh, so I don't think you need to do that kind of thing anymore. I think um, the generic ones are good. I like that. Thank you, Alex. Um, Alex, what's the best business book that you've read in the last six months? Uh, the the best business book um, for me, and, and again, we, we kind of read lots of these, these these kind of books, has been the um, the Power of Habit. Um, and the power of habit is is uh, written by a, a, an American uh, chap, New York chap called Charles uh, Duhigg, um, and it really looks at the you know what and how and why we do business based around the patterns um, of, of 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 how we approach things. Right. And it's it's quite interesting. It's it's kind of from a marketing perspective in terms of how people analyze things, but it's actually how we 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 digest things and how we apply them. So for me, it's a very simple, easy book. It's very it's not many pages and that's why I liked it. So <laughs> an easy read around An easy children. read, easy read. <laughs> but pertinent at the end of the day, you see. So so anyway, yeah. I'm going to look out for that, Alex. I, I, it, it rings a bell. I'm not sure if I've read it. It's The Power of Habit, and it's written by? By a chap called Charles Duhigg. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. We'll post a, a link to that below the uh, b- below this show. Yep. Um, Alex, my final question, the lightning round for you. If you woke up tomorrow morning, um, you still had all of the experience, all of the knowledge that you've built up over the 20 years plus, but your business wasn't there, what would you do? How would you start all over again? What steps would you take? I think, I mean, I, you know, whether I like it or not, and I do like it, but whether I like it or not, recruitment is my trade. So I think it would have to have, be, have some form of uh, application to recruitment in some form. Sure. And there's a whole variety of different areas on that. So it would be recruitment. Okay. Um, unsurprising, seeing as we're in a kind of recruitment lounge. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it would it definitely would, would involve recruitment. It would it would also have to be so where there's a high demand and uh, where there is a uh, a commercial viability attached to that. Sure. So it would depend on what's happening in terms of where the economic demand is, um, and it would depend on the resource that I was being I was I was able to put behind it sure. uh, in terms of how quick that would, it would scale up. But if I was to be kind of pinned down as to what that is. Um, then it would involve um, uh, probably military recruitment, and those forces that are um, leave those servicemen and women that are leaving at the moment. And there's a lot of big cuts, um, uh, but also an increase in the reservists up to about thirty thousand for net in, in, by 2019. So there's a there's a kind of an increase in the inflow on the reservists, but an outflow. And there's a big cut, and there's a large number of people that are, that are coming out. They are highly skilled individuals. Yeah. Um, that uh, are able to provide a huge amount of input into uh, and value add into the uh, private sector in one form, um, and in America they do it remarkably well. And in the UK, you know, is 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 is, is getting better day by day. Sure. But I think if there was a market and an area which was viable but was actually really there to to add some value while also um, drawing on the skills that I have uh, and that one has on a commercial level in order to give the oxygen to grow it, sure. then, then it would be in that, in, that, uh, in that area. Great. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for that. Um, but it was, so, so it wasn't quite 146 technology <laughs> thing, which I probably should have, should have done, or some kind of hair growth. Um, so I've got a hair growth formula, which I could also would have been quite good if I could uh, find that. But, but no. we, we like the ones that you mentioned. Quark, <laughs> whatever the number was, <laughs> we won't worry about that. Um, Alex, we're coming towards the end of our time together, sadly. 
Um, but before we go, is there a final piece of advice that you have for people listening? And uh, for anyone who wants to get in touch with you after the show, how would they do that? I think the advice, I mean, there's a lot of the, there's cliches all over the place. And, sure. and, and it's, so, of course, I'll end in the cliche. But, but it, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, I, I do believe there's one bit of advice. Um, uh, it would be to be true to yourself and true, true to your clients. Um, but definitely be true to your clients because it can come back to bite you. And, and yeah. uh, uh, that would be, you know, the advice that would be applied to many, many things. So not overly exciting, but, but it is what it is. Um, if anybody wants to, to get in contact with me, and that, that is both in terms of those that are looking to, to uh, initiate businesses, recruitment businesses, or indeed those are businesses that are looking to buy or sell, uh, or indeed just have some form of advice, then, then by all means, please do uh, uh, contact me through the website, which is www.claremontbm.com, uh, but also on LinkedIn. And if you can spell my name, then you'll be able to find me. <laughs> Alex, we'll put the spelling of your name in the show notes as well. Um, Alex, I just wanted to say a personal thank you for being a guest in the Recruiters Live Lounge today. You're welcome. No, great. Well, thank you very much indeed. You've got a you've got a fine backdrop of of books and and a, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a creative wall behind you, and I have uh, I have a white a white wall which uh, could be a prison cell. So who knows? Happy to share those books with you, Alex. <laughs> um, listen, thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, you know, sharing your journey as well. It's so key, I think, for you know, for anybody working in recruitment to understand something about uh, the, the person behind the reputation, the person behind the name that they may hear. And there's some really inspiring stuff that you've given us today. So thank you for joining us. Uh, to everyone else that's listening, thank you very much for tuning in to Recru Recruiters Live Lounge and look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. been listening to recruiters live lounge with roy ripper join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader would you like to be able to attract engage and place more candidates with your clients Firefish is a predictive recruitment sales and marketing platform that will help you do exactly that their SaaS solution incorporates an applicant tracking system recruitment marketing, CRM, KPI reporting, and full website integration. Go to firefishsoftware.com forward slash rec live lounge and schedule your free demo today.